This week, the obvious question is, how do we keep our children safe? I'm Mike Trevisano, and each week, one of the hosts, Joe Vitalik, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath. We invite you to help us find answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. And hey, if you're digging the show, sure hope you are, please share it or give us a review on iTunes or wherever you're getting it. That would be awesome. So this week's question spawned out of a conversation that Joe, Bob, and I were having before we even realized we wanted to ask it. But given the vast differences in the kinds of pitfalls and threats that kids, teens, face today versus even what they were 10 or 15 years ago, what can we do now to help to keep them safe? Even the way kids use social media is much different than the way parents use it, as my cousin told me. We stopped using Facebook as soon as we realized you guys used it. So our tool set for how to help our children navigate life is uncharted and unfamiliar. But this remains our most important task. We started talking about this, Joe, Bob, and I started talking about this by uh, thinking about kids committing suicide. It seems to be more prevalent today than I remember it being. And I, I think I think the numbers support that. And I also think that there's this um, there, there's a lot of things in, in the news or in social media or in media like the, that that Netflix uh, series, 13 Reasons Why, that have sort of brought su- suicide, not sort of, has, that have brought suicide into the forefront. And it it made us ask the question to ourselves, how do we keep our children from committing suicide, right? And I did a, a Google search while we were chatting about it, you know, before we started recording the show. I did a Google search on on how do I keep my kid from committing suicide? And of course, there's there's a bunch of wonderful resources that come right up, and they really are wonderful resources. They're they're loaded with really good advice about uh, what things parents can do to kid to prevent suicide. But it 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 expanded in our conversation a little bit more than just suicide. How do we keep our child safe? Bob had, had mentioned. How do you keep them from? How do they keep them safe on the road so, as soon as they start driving? And I, I started to think, how do we, how do we make sure that they're safe at school? That the friends that they have are uh, trustworthy friends, good. Uh, at some point, uh, you know, it is the very nature of having children. You let them go, right? You let them go into the world with whatever you you've been able to equip them with. And so the question here is. How do you keep your child safe? What things can you keep on doing? Uh, what philosophy, what what thing, what spirit can you Im- imbue on them that keeps them safe? And for most of us, Mike, you know, we don't have any experience with that until we have children. We were a child. We had personal experience. And some of us were lucky enough to get through uh, those childhood years without being injured or being hurt or somehow, you know, you start driving, having an accident, you know, and, and what ties in with this for me is when, when I have a situation like you're describing where I have something where I don't know, like, can, can I even say that I can keep my kids safe? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think I can even say, but I, but I want to. So I want to say, how do I do that? How to keep my grandchildren safe? I want to say it that way. But first I want to ask myself, can I do that? Is that even like a reasonable request to make? And then if I get in a bind where I'm, I'm not sure what to do, like you said, Google, um, I was thinking more like, who would I talk with? Or how would I, what advice would I take? You know, there's so much stuff out there. Uh, if you go on the internet, certainly, but even people, you know, you get advice from one person that goes one way, from another person goes another way. 
who knows what the right answer is? The, the list of 10 you have is there's another list of 10 somewhere else. You know, how do I pick those? And I, I was saying uh, earlier to you and Bob that I wish there was like someone out there that could negotiate this for me, could kind of, you know, give me kind of a direction. And maybe it's me. Maybe that's the trick. But give me the direction to say, well, go talk to this or go read that, you know, and that would help you out. But I think, you know, bottom line, uh, and I, I said this the other day to somebody that I, I'm really sad to see my kids and now my grandchildren grow up. It's a sad moment to see them move from childhood into, you know, put away the little toys and stuff and start with the, the higher end games and then into school, high school and all. It's it's painful to watch that. And it's the absolute best thing in the world. I mean, the idea that, that my children have gotten through with some scars, I'm sure some bruises through high school and stuff, but they're, they're parents now, they're you know, they're adults, they're out in the world, you know, doing their thing. That to me makes me feel very good. Somehow they got through it and not all kids do, you know, not, it's in the news a lot about uh, whether it's suicide or, or drug overdoses, things like that. I think it's very, very scary. And it's taken away the scare of, in some ways, the scare of driving. You know, that used to terrify me, the idea of putting my kids in a car and send them out on the road. I don't know that I can prevent any of that, you know, in the sense of problems that would occur, but I wish there was some place I could target or some place I could look for that would that would help me do that in a in an absolutely positive way. You know, it has no chance of screwing up, which I know is impossible. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Joe. There's there's so many variables, um, and when I think of safety, it's it, I mean, I generally think to my my four kids, and everything bothers me if they're out late or you don't get a phone call. But but then again, that safety issue comes up with everybody. If if my wife or is out and and it's late and I don't hear from her, you know, I worry about that. So. I don't know that we can ever keep everybody safe. That's that fragile nature of life kind of thing that, you know, anything random could happen. And I'm sure if we took a collection of people that something happened to their kid, they got in a car wreck or they committed suicide, there's probably going to be a lot of second guessing going on. Like if I had just done this, because you hear that all the time when somebody, something does happen bad to somebody, you always hear that one friend or that family member that says, if I had only done this, that wouldn't have happened. It's like that butterfly effect thing that, but I think that's the random nature of things that, you know, going back to the list that, that Mike Googled, those are all great things, but no one can get inside somebody else's head. Like even I'm talking right here, I could be super depressed and you guys might not even know it. I can put a smiley face on everything and then go off and walk into an office. I mean, Right here in Georgia, uh, the first week of school, there was a teacher that I think went off to his private office, shot himself in the head, you know, in between classes. And I guess even he kind of second guessed because he didn't stay in the office. He actually walked out uh, to the administration uh, offices to get help. So he's still alive. Uh, it, you know, he didn't kill himself, but he had planned planned to. And, you know, the kids are hmm. all distraught. But you're thinking... How did that happen? And what was in his head? And that's the thing with the kids. You know, you have to set boundaries. You got to communicate with them. And I think you even said in that list, Mike, that communicating with your kid, even when he's not or she's not communicating with you, and that's a tough thing. And then there's the whole boundary thing that, especially with teens, like do you start looking at their instant? I I can tell you personally when things have broken down with let's say a particular you know kid in my family I've had to do that where it's like okay I've got to grab your diary I've got to grab you know your social media I've got to look at your post on Instagram because there's something going on and we need not use the word intervention kind of thing but 
you know, sometimes it gets to that point because if I didn't, I just gave a very long leash. I think back in my own life when I was a kid, like it's, it's some of the stupid things I did. It's a miracle, you know, that I'm still here, but, um, you know, it, it, it seems to be a lot more access to call it strange things that are out there that kids, you know, cause even like you said, Mike, the 13 reasons why, I mean, some of these things are, I don't want to say putting ideas in people's heads that maybe not even thought about them, but yeah, I think it does to some extent that it goes back to the coping skills of young children that they don't have the coping skills that we have in the armor we have as adults where it's, you know, some things seem devastating. It could be a girl doesn't like me at school or I got bullied at school and then you hear that all the time. It's, it's tough. So I don't know that it's I've a, helped the safety issue. Yeah. It's a killer to, to me. This, this question is, is a, is a killer. It's the most typical kind of obvious question to me because it, it it's for me, the single most important question I'm going to ask, you know, the moment we, we had a child, you know, that that's it. The focus was, you know, shepherd this human, you know, mm-hmm. to, to a safe, happy, productive, content adulthood, right? That's, that's the whole thing. And so it seems crazy that this ultimate, you know, how do you keep them safe? Isn't, isn't answerable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it makes my head spin and, and freak me out, you know, and, and I can't control what's going on the outside, like, you know, the influences of, of the media and, and, you know, all that stuff. I can't control that, you know, as much as you might, you know, join some, some group and, you know, no, they shouldn't have put that, you know, television show out or why did they say that in that song or you know, those songs shouldn't be allowed that's just fighting against the ocean you you can't stop that stuff i don't believe you can stop that stuff yeah unless you want to lock your kid in a room i mean and have yeah. no access to anything that's not going to help them in the future but you know it's kind of like you know putting them in a in a inflatable suit that you know can bounce off of everything and seat belts all over them have them wear a helmet and headgear and all these things but I mean, and, still and hell, I mean the problem. moment the moment you're fighting against that stuff, it's already uh, it's already happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you're fighting against something that already happened. So what is the what's the thing I can do now that says, all right, all right, man, this stuff's coming, and and here's your armor, here's your sword, here's your here's your stuff, because that's all I got. Yeah, and it's funny. Listen to this. I'm thinking. You know, they got the bubble boy, you know, the box, whatever like that, the totally, and that would be totally destroying someone's life. And it would be, it'd be crazy to do that. The last thing I'd want to do is, is, is box it up so much that, that the person, I so protect him or her that, that they don't even, even have a life. So I, I'm going to come at it from a little different angle. As I'm listening to you guys, I'm thinking, I don't want to have any regrets. I don't want to have that regret that says, um, like you were saying, Bob, if only I had, or I wish I had. So is it possible, do you think? to structure your life and your way of thinking and your amount of energy you'd put into it and the concern, put all that together and say, I'm doing that. That's, that's my role as a parent or as a grandparent or whatever. That's what I'm going to do. So, so that if something ever occurred, you wouldn't say to yourself, if only I had done this. In other words, can you create an environment where stuff happens, you know, and, and you, like you said, Mike, you have little control over that when stuff happens. But you don't look at yourself and say, if only I had. No, you did. 
I mean, I know you guys pretty well and you're good parents. So I, I wouldn't I would say to you, those regrets are just their ways of trying, I guess, to cover the, the bad feeling of what what happened. But wouldn't it be neat? And is it possible, do you think, to be able to come away from it and say, I, I did everything I could. I mean, it was like this stuff happens and this happened. You know, it just happened. Is it possible? Well, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, could could parents have that conversation now, you know, with, you know, just to let the child know, hey, I do worry about these things and I'm concerned about your safety, even before not knowing anything that's going on, but just opening that door to have that conversation. Now, that's not to say the child is going to come to you and say, hey, I've I've got an issue. We need to we need to talk this through. But do they have somebody they can talk to? Um, Yeah. And that's important. And that, you know, in some cases, you know, that could be a that could be a, another family member or outside family member. That could be a, a counselor, you know, because that's the thing is there there's access to some of these folks. But I I think there's this um, sometimes a stigma that goes all, uh, alongside, you know, how many people say, you know, hey, I'm going to I'm, I'm leaving for my doctor's appointment to go see my psychologist. You know, I don't know that that's an open air thing that it's like, yeah, I go I go see somebody because I've got things I just want to talk about. And it keeps me steady and straight. You know, what's wrong with that? But depending on what the environment is, the kids and some parents might not be good with that, that this is a problem. If you've got issues, you know, I I don't want to hear that, you know. And again, I would say that those are all options, right? We try to do the best we can. But does that make things better or worse? I don't know. But I would love to put myself in a position where with anything where I can come away from it and say, I truly did everything I could. And I know guilt is kind of a crazy thing, you know, to have any kind of feeling of guilt over things that you don't have control over. But if you did have control, say, say there were things you could do and you didn't do, I can see where guilt would start to creep in. But maybe, it, maybe it's possible, maybe it's not, to, to be so aware at the level that you guys are at with kids and stuff that you would say, and again, hopefully this would never happen, but if something were to happen, you would say, I have no guilt with it. I feel horrible it happened, but it happened. You know, stuff happens in this world, and there's pretty much nothing I could have done to prevent it. I, I did everything everything I knew. Yeah, do you I, got- I, I, unfortunately, I, I, for myself, I can, I can project myself in that scenario, Joe, and I can, I can totally see myself being 100% distraught of what did I miss, mm-hmm. and I would never be able to let go of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys, let me ask you a question. Is, um, have you ever lied to your parents, like gone somewhere? Because I, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's inevitable that at some point in mm-hmm. some kid's life, they're going to go to the party or go to this mm-hmm. place or do this thing that they're going to tell their parents they're doing something else. Mm-hmm. Is that inevitable? Like there's no, <laughs> there's no way around that. Even if you told your kid, you know, I'll give you a hundred dollars every time you tell me the truth. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that they're going to. I mean, yeah. I, I did it, you know, went, you know, said, oh, I'm going to sleep over, you know, my friend John's house. And, uh, of course, I'm at a party, you know, like, does everybody do that? You know, whether it, maybe it's not a party or maybe it's something else. You go, you do something else that, you know, your parents probably wouldn't want you there, but you're there anyway. I'll say this, Bob. It's going to sound kind of weird. I don't think I ever lied to my parents. I don't remember doing that. And I, I was very much um, intimidated by the idea that I would, I mean, by, to my dad especially. But I think I omitted things. And, you know, is lying by omission what you're talking about, too? Because there were things yeah. I didn't say that I did that. Yeah, I would agree I, with that. I, I think if I, 
okay, if I got, then then I definitely did that. But but if I got caught, it was like no, I, I'd fess up right away because I always had that that th- you know threat in the back of my head that the lie is much worse than whatever it is I did. So I, I don't recall ever doing it. And my mom used to always say I was a real honest kid. You know, and they'd say, "Go ask Joe; he'll tell us." You know, he'll. It's like <laughs> like I'm a rat or something. Like they can rat me out. But but uh, no. But I think omission certainly. And yeah, I, I left out things that. Um, and I don't know if I got caught that often, but a couple of times I remember my dad saying to me, you know, and then I told him the truth, but it, I wouldn't have if he hadn't asked me. I would have, uh, you know, just had done what I did. Yeah, yeah, Mike, I think I agree with you. I, I have that same edge, you know, that I'm thinking as as you said that a minute ago. I, I, I would probably, and I don't want to. This is the crazy part. I don't want to, and I'll say it for you because it sounds too much on me if I say it for myself. I don't want you to be miserable the rest of your life because of something you might have missed that you knew nothing about. It's like, I'd want to say to you, Mike, what are you going to do? You did the best you could. I mean, what, what would you do differently? And, you know, his life is gone, you know, in that scenario, let's not lose yours as well. And I don't know what that even means because I know I would be in that same place. So, and you'd probably say the same thing to me. You'd probably say, Joe, you, you know, you did everything you could, you know, I don't even know how to resolve that. You know, I, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking I kind of, informing an answer to this question and the answer is not is not directly how i'm going to be able to keep my child safe because we already said you can't you can't but i think what you can do is do the google searches not that google search but you can do a google search every now and then and you can talk about it and you can keep it at the forefront you can keep the vision of why you had a child at the forefront of your being all the time, right? And and that includes doing stuff like this. You know, hey, let's. What's the question for the podcast today? Well, it's this one. You know, and we we, you know, talked through the list of the Google search thing. We talked about what we're doing, and I think, I think that's part of it. You know, I think that that is what you can do. You because you can't. You're never going to avoid uh, terror. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some things, no matter how safe. You keep your kids that, like you said, terror, that something random could happen that nobody has any control over. It's just, wrong, you know, wrong, wrong place, wrong time. And it, that's scary. You know, that's why parents have, you know, from the minute my kids were babies, you know, I had, you know, you'd have that nightmare where, you know, oh, they fell down the stairs or, you know, the latch to this cabinet got busted, you know. I, I lived through all those weird things where, you know, and, and it never changes when, when they're teens or when they're adults. I think they're always, they're always part of you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I have a wrap-up thought myself that, uh, that people are always doing the best they can. You know, I really believe that, and I, I think I am as well. And that doesn't, that doesn't free me, though, of the, of the guilt. That doesn't free me of the consequence as a result of it. You know, and I, when I say that to groups or to people and I say that, that, well, that person, yeah, they did that, but they were doing the best they could in the moment. They don't always agree with me. A lot of times they don't agree with me. And I'll say, that doesn't make it right. That doesn't mean that they're not going to face a consequence, you know, maybe a, a jail term or a fine or something like that. Um, all it says is that they, using everything they've got, you know, their whole life capacity and everything else, they, they did the best they could in that moment. So I, I'm going to kind of sit on that a little bit and, uh, and hope that none of us ever have to face those kinds of tragedies and and see what the outcome looks like but for the moment i want to think that that and you said it mike that do the searches whatever talk to the people 
Bob, pay, you said pay attention to your kids, you know, get involved with them. Those are all important things. Once you do that, I think a lot of the issues will disappear. And hopefully the big issue, the actual, you know, problem will disappear completely.